When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Babe. What? Babe. Oh, you have my babe cup. Roll the intro. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Hey guys, what's up? It's Lauren and Jeremy. Welcome back to what? Are you kidding? Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> I just want everyone to know that Jeremy has- I can't believe um, you did that, Lauren. You're rude. You are so rude. Uh, my Honestly, these cups are fire. It's like it's like a, a fancy plastic cup that's like actually plastic and reusable, like not like a party cup. Like it is a party cup, but it's like a fancy party cup. Anyway, Jeremy has um, double the weed soda in Oh, uh-huh, his... uh-huh. Uh, just um, uh, Coca-Cola. <laughs> I've been on a weed soda tip lately. Yeah, I know. It's impacting our sex life. It truly is. <laughs> it's it's been forty five seconds, maybe. <laughs> Starting the podcast hat today. Uh, welcome back to Wild Till Nine. Stop, drop, roll, rate the podcast. No, stop, 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 no, stop. Not not this week. Drop. Don't no. don't stop. Don't don't rate the podcast. Don't, well, you could do that if you're not already. I was gonna say already. what the fuck. Fine. Okay. No, text us. Oh shit! Text us. I'm screaming. I'm so sorry. Um, the Wild Till Nine hotline is yeah. officially open. So you guys know that I have my own um, personal number that I can chat with you guys, and um, it's super fun. It, it, it's truly like one of the best things ever to like connect and like have real conversations off of like any social media. And um, we asked you guys to submit some questions, which we will be answering today to give some mediocrely me- mediocrely is that a word? How about just mediocre advice? Mediocre um, to maybe maybe good advice. I don't know. Anyways. Um, some it, goodly advice. Some goodly advice. And uh, we decided that we wanted to have a phone number dedicated to Wild Till 9. So fucking text us. Uh, the What's number, our number? Wait, hold on. The number is, and we'll probably put this in the bottom, but the number you can text right now, and it is us, 323-591-5267. God, I'm so, I don't even know my own phone number. Oh, it's, uh, (laughs) so yeah, it's 323-591-5267 and we will do our damnedest to get to as many people as possible. Yeah, 100%. When all seven people text us, we're like, cool. I know, cool, cool, cool. We can get to all of you. Uh, Great, so eight seconds later, we've gotten back to everyone. Okay, okay. 100% response rate. Pretty neat. (laughs) Um, It's been a long fucking week. It has been kind of a long week. Also, guys, um, say goodbye to this set. This will be the last podcast that you see this set in uh, its entirety. I'm uh, literally, as soon as we finish recording this podcast, we are gonna rip the whole thing down. It's been 15, 15 I mean, like, I, weeks. I fucking hate the set. I, 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 I don't lie. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to get rid of it. Yeah. But guys, we are about to upgrade so hard, so why don't, why hard. Don't we let, let's see how it turns out. Maybe first. it'll be ugly. Yeah. I mean, but next week it's all white again because we hate it. And we took it down. Uh, but yeah, it'll be exciting. I'm excited. I'm so excited. We have a neon sign. I feel like that's so podcaster of us. Like everyone has a fucking neon sign. You're like, just giving everything away. How original? The, the, are you kidding me? No, the wallpaper is the best part. The wallpaper is hands down the best part and I did not give that away. There's wallpaper. <laughs> Take a seat. Uh, it's gonna be great. Seated. Seated. 
seated. I'll be over here with my weed soda. <laughs> with my double weed soda. Somebody like called me out in the comments the other day too. They were like, does anyone else notice that Jeremy's just in the corner over there getting high drinking canned soda? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways. Ooh, ooh. Oh, so before we start the podcast, um, Jeremy has given his consent that I can squeeze my shameless self promo in because um, I just launched tie dye kits. And um, also the Art Club White Collection, which is a hoodie, sweatpants, and shorts. This is the one that I'm wearing that I've already tie-dyed. And it's really fucking cute. All like the stuff is uh, pre-tested. Like it's just like the worst when you buy a tie-dye kit and you go to tie-dye something and it just doesn't dye. And mm, maybe that's just DIY problems. I don't know, but it's really fucking frustrating. Tie-dye shit's no, so expensive. DYE problems. He's ready to be a dad, ladies and gentlemen. The dad jokes are coming in hot. I'm not ready to be a dad. <laughs> I talked to my wealth manager today and we, we pushed that off another five years. Right, he said no. He literally is like, yeah. you cannot afford to be he, a dad. He was like, what do we think, in a year or two for marriage? I was like, yeah, until you can ask me again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyways, the uh, tie-dye kits and the uh, white art club collection are officially live on shop.lorddiy.com and I'm really excited. Oh, wait, this goes up on a Tuesday. They launched uh, three days ago, so hopefully they're still. Anyway, go check it out. I'm excited. Uh, and that's the conclusion of my shameless what promo. What a good promo. Yeah, well, you know, just being honest with the people. Wait, stop, stop. So important. Okay. After you've texted us. Yes. This is equally as important. Uh-huh. Maybe even, maybe more important. Okay. So, you well, you know this, and this isn't news to you. Uh, we are evaluating and, and brainstorming and researching guests. Oh, Either yeah. for us to be on their podcasts yep. or people that don't have a podcast to come onto ours. Mm-hmm. And since we are inherently lazy, we'd love to just get recommendations from you guys. <laughs> and then that way we can follow up with them. And I'll even take it one step further. If you could tag them in those uh, comments, that'll make it even easier. So that way um, they uh-huh. already see that we're supposed to be doing guests. Right, right. So let us know in the comments so that we can do a little bit of outreach. But if on social media, you feel the need to tag them and tag us on whichever podcast that you would like us to guest on or have guests on our podcast. Um, to be honest, this would probably be post renovations because we're not entirely sure what the seating situation is gonna be like, uh, but let us know. I feel like we just like made like a pyramid scheme of like, hey, you invite your friends yeah. and they'll invite yeah. their friends. But realistically, that's probably the best way for it to actually happen. If we don't know them. And if we know them, great. But yeah. if we don't know them, that'll make it easier. Totally. You guys are basically making intros for us. I feel like people don't get off on that look the way you do. Yeah, but that's cool. Like they're basically, they're introducing us. That's cool. Like if I didn't know about someone that like they had a podcast or whatever and like Uh they were like, you should take this out. And I look at it and we ended up like hanging out one day. Like that person's the reason that whole thing happened. I guess, yeah. Fuck me, huh? Fuck you. On to the episode. (laughs) (laughs) I am waiting for the espresso shot to kick in. I just feel like you kind of took like an upper and then a downer, like the upper of the caffeine and then the downer of the weed soda. So it's like, I don't know. I need know. to shake the day off. I'm like, in, I'm in corporate mode right now. You're in corporate, oh good. Oh, Well, fun. I did jack shit like the two weeks before this. Yes. And this last week I've just been like staring at emails, doing such boring adult shit. Your job sounds really fun. I mean, like it is fun. I love my job, uh-huh. but like, fuck, I'm tired. Yeah, I know, I feel you. Well, hopefully um, all of your, uh, stimulants start kicking in soon. You make that seem so much more exciting than it is. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's all legal stimulants. So anyways, let's hop into the questions. Um, I've, I've picked out some, uh, some hot fire questions and they, they, we have some serious range and variety going on here. I am honestly as uh, surprised as everybody else is with these questions because I haven't seen them. I have all the questions. Yeah, I am the keeper of the questions. Well, we're like, remember I was like, we should do that like, uh, we should like start the Wild Tonight Hotline. You're like, no, I'll just do it myself. And so I haven't seen any of these. Yes. You've seen them all? Yes. So. So here comes 
uh, Jeremy's candid reactions and uh, advice. We probably should have gone over these to like prep yeah, our advice we definitely afterwards. Should. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, we didn't do that. So, um, here's our candid reactions to the questions. And, and disclaimer. We know nothing. We know nothing. It's just our thoughts. It's just our thoughts. Which, to a degree, is this whole podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, this is we not nothing, like a, comma, a scientific podcast. If anyone's right. listening thinking that it's scientific, I mean, something has gone very, very wrong. Uh, okay. So I'm going to keep these questions all anonymous um, because they are varying levels of, uh, uh, you know is, what? Is there some juicy shit in there? Uh, but you know what? We're just going to hop right into the first oh, question. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, as a young adult, real question. How do you ask your girlfriend for head? <laughs> <laughs> Only one correct answer here, sir. I can't wait to hear what you're about to say. What is it? What's the answer? You don't. You don't? You don't. I mean, there's just nothing less sexy than being like, hey, you want to get down there and suck on my duck? Oh, my God. Yeah? Yeah, no, that, for many reasons, no. Yeah, uh, no. Also, you would be a terrible fucking dude. Me? Yeah. Why? Well, you want to get down there and suck on my dick? Well, that's what I said to not do. Right. Um, okay. How do you ask for head? Uh, let's broaden this out to a degree of like, okay. how do you ask for something sexually that you would like? Okay. Yeah. When, I feel like that's more, that's relevant as well. Right. Yeah. When uh, he or she ain't doing it. Mm -hmm. Realistically, I, I think that's one of those things where communication wise, it's an intimate thing to ask for. Yeah, for sure. So you can't just like at 2.30 in the afternoon be like, hey, would it be possible for me to send you a cow and buy it for some <laughs> For some <sucking>? coitus? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's kind of one of those things where like when you're in the mood, yeah. I feel like you have to like ask her what like what she likes you to do. Also too, I feel like if you know your partner's love language as well too, or like know what gets them in the re mood. Re-episode, whatever the Yeah, re-episode 10 or 11 or whatever yeah. it was. Um, but like, I feel like if you know what gets your partner in the mood, like you can start uh, potentially initiating and then obviously like read the fucking room. Like if they're not into it and like they're stressed or just like not into it, like obviously back up and uh, retreat. But I think like the most natural way to like get things to start happening is just like, Set the mood. You know what the the worst thing you can do as a dude, as far as I'm concerned, uh, late on us is say as opposed to like you're trying to figure out how to get some head, right? Mm -hmm. Ask her why she doesn't give you head. Bad idea. And oh, like, I I forgot that you said that was a bad idea. I was like, yeah, it's a bad um, idea. Yeah, because yeah. like if you're like, hey, like why don't you give me head? We're like, why don't you give me head anymore? I assure you, even if there wasn't a thing in her head before, yeah. now she's thinking about oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, once you start overthinking something, it just makes it weird and takes like the romance out of all of it. Do you have any experience with that? What? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna just swipe. So I, I teed that one up as like hot fire first question, but um, I don't, oh, 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 this one's, okay, here we go. Uh, this is something that I feel like neither of us have encountered, okay. but um, so we have zero experience truly in this department. Right. Um, so this guy I'm talking to has a son and I don't know if I want a bigger part in their life or if I should just be a booty call. The only problem is that I'm a Pisces <laughs> and emotions are raging. Help. I actually don't know that many Pisces, I don't think. So I, I am not, let's, I'm gonna leave the Pisces part. Really? I was gonna really kind of dive into that one. Jeremy fucking hates horoscopes. So we'll just, we'll just leave that one. We'll, we'll just, we're going to separate this. So the question is really, she doesn't know she wants to be a mom or just a hookup. Yeah. I wish I also knew like at what, like how old they were too. Cause mm. I think that makes a difference. Mm. I mean, I also think it, it depends on what. We really should have gone over these beforehand. Cause I feel like my, my advice and <laughs> thoughts are going to be the polar opposite of yours. But <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Both sides. Why don't you give yours first then? I mean, I think my initial reaction is that I would want to know what she wants. Like if she just is happy being a booty call 
And that's not something that she's like, if she like, if her dream in the future is to like have kids and stuff, like obviously you can take that into account, but it's like, if you just want to be a booty call, then just be a booty call. But she didn't imply whether she wants um, more or not. Yeah. I think that kids and other people's kids are one of the only times when you need to like, I'm a big, I'm always in favor of doing what's best for you, right? You have to do what's best right, for you because you have right. to take care of yourself before you can take care of others kind of thing. For that, and there's kids involved, I think it's not so that you have to put the kids first, but if you're not able to do agree, like put that kid first right. in certain situations, yep. there's no world where you're that's not, going to work yeah, out Yeah, you're not term. mature enough to be in that relationship right. to be a, potentially a stepmom. Well, just like kids are so impressionable and they sure. are so volatile and they're changing and yeah. there's like hormones and shit. It's like, if you're not ready to put your ego at the door, almost to a degree at the, at the drop of a hat, uh-huh. I don't think there's a world where that's going to work out beyond the booty call. So like. For sure. And I also think too, it's like, if you were to break up, you're also breaking up with that child right. who is not going to understand why you're suddenly not in their life. And that's a big decision for sure. And so right. genuinely, like, I think you need to think about what's best for you, but also like you need to, you need to seriously consider, um, you know, the emotions of two people. Yep. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Next question, please. <laughs> wow, these are good questions. I know that wow. one. That one is genuinely like a our holy listeners, shit. Our listeners' lives are way deeper than ours. One hundred percent. Okay. Um, oh, this is a good question for uh, some of our younger listeners. Um, okay. Uh, what do you recommend doing about dating when you feel like there's nobody at your school that you're even remotely interested in? All the guys at my school think it's funny to treat girls like shit, and I'm not here for it, bitch. I am so proud of you. Um, at the same time, I'm 16 and want dating experience. Help. I, like initially, I just feel like at 16, the maturity levels between guys and girls, just like scientifically and historically are like a four year difference. Like a 16 year old girl's maturity level is just so, 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 so much further along than a male's. Was that sexist? I don't know. That's just like genuinely like in my experience. Uh- Male in the room would say it's probably closer to eight years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I and I don't. Here's the thing. I think that twenty is probably a good number for some girls. Could be you know one or two above below that. Right. I think it's more like twelve years old. I think guys hit like fourteen <laughs> or fifteen and yeah. they regress a yeah. year or two. Yeah, for sure. And the big thing is like guys are treating girls like shit and think it's funny because that's the only thing that they're turning to is like a coping mechanism. For sure. And I also yeah. think it's like when guys treat girls like shit it's to impress their friends, their guy friends. Totally. Like their boys. I remember, it, this is like the weirdest thing. I remember my girlfriend in high school, mm-hmm. like this is the girl that I actually liked too. I remember getting it in my head or like hearing and understanding that like her dad wanted me to open doors for her, like car doors and everything for her, which okay. is a normal request, right? Yeah. But I had it in my head. I was like, I'm not gonna do it because you want to do it. Right. And I had such a, like a weird thing because it was like this like weird dick measuring contest yeah. with like her dad at 16 or 17. Right. And what's funny is the next relationship I got into, one of the biggest things that I always tried to do was open the door for my girlfriend. Right. And so Why? you're just being like an immature little bitch. I was, being an, yeah. I was yeah. being an immature little bitch. Mm-hmm. And this is even the girl that I liked, right? That I, I realized the next girl, I was like, oh shit. Why wouldn't I do that? Yeah, yeah. And now to the point where like, I open doors to you and you're like, just no, wait, that makes me feel awkward. Just let's get in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think that that guys 
are so fucking confused and so immature, so immature. and so insecure. I mean, guys at that age, 99% of the time will value the opinions and the emotions of their bros, their friends, their boys over a girl that they're interested in. Over everything. Over everything. Right. But so like, so what's what's the advice? If she's 16, I mean, I totally, I totally get it. I mean, I think personally, like if you want dating experience, I think if you stay in control of the relationships and the entanglements or the communication, whatever you're having with um, a guy, I think if you stay in control of what's happening and just keep your guard up, honestly, like if you know that a guy has a reputation for treating girls like shit, this might sound harsh, but just like, don't be naive that they'll change for you. I mean, it's 16. I think you're just thinking too much into it in general. Like it's 16. Like I know you want to date. No, but when you're 16, it's like it, everything feels just feels so big. Right. And like, I feel like 16 year olds now are just like so much more mature than how we felt when we were 16. Just like the access to the internet and just like fucking TikTok alone makes 16 year olds more mature than they ever should be. So, I mean, I think personally, I would just try and stay in control and just keep walls up until you eventually meet someone that you 110% trust. Keeping the walls thing up, I don't like that. I mean, but like, I, I just don't want her to get hurt. My thought would be, if it was a guy, right? Okay, let's hear from your side. As opposed to saying keep your walls up, Uh because keeping your walls up is the reason that guys are being dicks in the first place, and they're not letting anything be intimate or anything be genuine, Mm -hmm. because they're just like, they're throwing it off before it gets to that level. To me, it's know what you want. Right. And put that first, right? If you want to date, right? Understand that like there are obviously things that come with that and risks of, you know, him being a dick or going around you or whatever kind of thing. Just know what you want, and if something's happening in the situation that's getting in the way of that, right. just move on. move on. Don't say, put your guard up. Don't be on the defense. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's not very healthy. Just like put yourself first. Right. And understand and be aware of the fact that if something's going wrong, then just move on. I just feel like at 16, it's so easy to be convinced that like, oh, that was just one time. Like, oh, like, but they're super nice to me when when this happens. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's- Yeah, totally, but she's looking for dating experience. So I like, guess, let I her guess get that is dating experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess. You gotta get hurt a few times to learn from it. <sighs> just be careful, okay? I feel protective. And I could be wrong. I just, that's, that's my thought. <laughs> like, I feel like people get in trouble when they like put the guard up and then yeah. I don't know, I've had my guard up for so long, I don't know how to put it down. I guess. Okay, next those question. Are, those are our thoughts. Yeah, those are our thoughts. Yeah. I mean, that was- that was, There's uh, no right or wrong yeah, answer here. Yeah, there's no right or wrong answer. Ooh, okay. Um, what's your guys' opinion or advice on orgasms in a relationship? My boyfriend and I are still experimenting with our sex lives, but he gets discouraged sometimes because I don't orgasm frequently, but I want him- but I want him to understand that it's no big deal. Like, I'm still trying to figure out how to get there, and I don't want him to feel bad, you know? I know. As a, as a male, as a male, um, what do you think? It's tough. Okay. Who knows how vaginas work? Okay. I certainly don't. <laughs> no, I mean, I think this is like one of like the, the age old times. And realistically, I think she's honestly coming into it with a really mature mindset I in the agree. sense of, of she's trying to figure it out. Yeah. But the problem is uh, even the most secure of men, uh-huh. if they're, I don't know, maybe I'm just speaking from like personal experience, <laughs> but like, it's not to say that he might not be doing anything wrong mm-hmm. and she might not be doing anything wrong, but she just hasn't figured it out yet. Yeah. Time, Time. and trust and communication. And I was gonna say communication here is the key, 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 key thing. And also just like patience too. Like it's your body, you're still learning. I, I would say my number one piece of advice here is for her to not ever fake it. 
because that'll just instill fake confidence in her boyfriend and and things will, she'll never get there. I thought for sure your number one piece of advice was let's look at some toy options. Oh, also look at some toy options. That's that's also- yeah, a, But if you're 16, that's not gonna work. Well, I don't think she was 16. Was she 16? Look into some toy options if you're of of, of age. <laughs> yeah, so she it doesn't it doesn't say her age. Um, so you could look at some toys and see if that's like more your speed and your also flavor. experiment by yourself. I think as well, like learning your body by yourself, I feel like helps your partner learn as well when you know how your own body works. So I think go forth and masturbate. <laughs> go forth and hoe. Go, go forth, forth and, and hoe, masturbate. Go forth and masturbate. Um, yeah, go forth and masturbate, but also don't fake it because don't fake yeah, it. don't fake it. That's just like, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not the answer no. and nothing will ever get better if you fake the O. Yeah. Next question. Next question. Ooh, this is a deep one. Okay. Do you think love is a feeling or a choice? My ex and I had a difference of opinions here when he just wasn't ready to commit. What are your thoughts? Also, this strikes out fucking chord. <laughs> Um, also she's from Toronto and she's like, and I can imagine, I live in Toronto and I'm imagining Lauren doing the walk of shame in the financial district. And it's hilarious. I, I love that. I love that for, I think only you and not so much me. Why? <laughs> because me doing the walk of shame down King street in Toronto is just not my best look. <laughs> we all need those experiences. We do. We do. It was humbling. It was humbling. Honestly, I, I got lucky and I wasn't wearing like stilettos or anything. So like. When do you ever wear stilettos? Um, literally to every red carpet that every stylist has ever put me in and I cry and complain the whole time. Really? I feel like I haven't really remembered <laughs> that. Anyway, um, what do you think? Is love a feeling or a choice? That's a deep one. Go ahead, Lauren. Um, I think that love is a feeling. Okay. I think it's a feeling, but I think I agree on both fronts. I think it is a feeling and it's not something that can be forced. Like love is something that you, fuck, what's love? This is hard. This is hard. I think love is a feeling, it's an emotion and it's super powerful. But I do also think that you make conscious choices every day to make sure your love is still there and still healthy. Like I think that there are a whole list of things you could do that would work against your love and your relationship. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, just like the most broad and simple example is like cheating. That's a decision that will be destructive against love. And that's something that you consciously do. So I think that there are lots of choices involved that directly impact your love. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean, love is challenging. The thing that comes to mind in terms of like, is it a choice or is it a feeling kind of thing? is not to get too deep on it, but like in the English language, no, but it, realistically in the English language, we have love. And like the way that you love your mother is the same way that you love your partner, right? Whereas like in Latin, <laughs> they have a word called agape, which is more like an ever flowing and much like a different type of love. I think mm -hmm. they have like 12 different words for fucking love. Or I like mean, there's so many different several. types of love. Yeah. But like the piece of being is like in the way that we view love, at least the way that I view love mm -hmm. is the last thing from a choice because I think so many people are, love starts as like a chemical that's like butterfly feelings. Right. And then love transforms to comfort. Mm -hmm. And then love transforms to security. Safety. And yep. safety and who they see themselves 
with, right? right? And like more stability side. Whereas like some type of love is like on like the romantic side and the sexual side of everything. So to me, love is not a choice, but what we do with love is a choice. Right. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I fully, fully agree. Like I think it, it almost sounds like if I was going to make like my best guess of what their scenario was, it sounds like they probably fell in love and then he right. fell out of love. And she's like, well, it, you're, you're choosing to not love me. I don't know if it's a fell out of love as much as it is like a, where she sees herself going in love with him. He right. might not want to commit to. Right, right, right. On right. the same That's path. why I say what you do with that yeah. love. Yeah. Are you willing yeah, yeah. to, to put it on the back burner and say, well, I, once I'm ready kind of thing, or are you ready to just dive in? Right, right. And I mean, I had a similar experience where it was like, well, if you love me, why aren't you ready to commit? So I totally understand where she's coming from because it felt like a choice. It fully felt like a choice. Right. Like if you're not ready to commit in this next step, like wh th that's a choice. That's a choice that you're making. And obviously our love is not strong enough for you to make that choice. And that's how I felt. And that's God, too deep. Lauren. Unhealthy, yeah. unhealthy for sure. Unhealthy, destructive, and like not, <laughs> do not recommend abort, abort, abort. But I think if she's in this, I mean, they've already broken up. So I think that genuinely that was the right decision personally like if there's a commitment issue i think that that is um a series of choices and that's one that they need to make not you right right exactly exactly wow these are deep as these are deep as fuck Ooh, okay i have been i feel like i say ooh before ooh. <laughs> ooh, it's a good one i have been seeing my significant other for a year and a half and while sometimes we have lots of fun together there are other times that i tell myself i deserve better do you ever feel like this is this unhealthy yeah lauren definitely deserves better but here she is stuck with me <laughs> and we've got like 40 more episodes that we owe the network so we have to stay together <laughs> suck to suck oh my god um I wish we had more context. Like, I wish there was something, like, I wish I knew why she feels like she deserves better. Because if he's treating you poorly, then- Wait, could she deserve better? Or because I, th I thought the way I listened to it was that he thinks that she deserves better. No, I tell myself I deserve better. Oh, got it. Yeah, so they have fun sometimes, but there are other times when she tells herself that she deserves better. Do you feel like this is unhealthy? I mean, I think if you are unhappy- majority of the time, like, I mean, every relationship is going to have ups and downs, obviously. And you need to just decide whether that balance is worth, you know, your happiness and what you guys have together. Um, but I, I think if we had more context, this would be easier, but I mean, if he treats you poorly, like go leave, absolutely abort the situation immediately. Um, okay. That's so aggressive. I mean, if he's treating her poorly, your, your quote, I feel protective today. Yeah, your, I don't know why your quote, yo bitch move on is yeah. like on overdrive. We're I talking know. about people that are like in a relationship and she's trying to figure out if she's like, but a year and a half is like a very pivotal point of a totally. relationship. I feel it like because after a year you're out of the honeymoon stage. Right. So it's like, you're really, when's our honeymoon stage going to get over, babe? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, no, but it's like you're out of the honeymoon stage and things are serious and you're starting to fall into routine and seeing what like a, your relationship is really like and could be like long-term. So I think it's just deciding whether you are truly happy or, you know, what your limits are and, you know, what the pillars of your foundational needs of your relationship are. If they're not meeting those, then maybe you do deserve better. Might I, might I add something on to that maybe? Yeah, go off. To consider. Babe. Go off. Um, deserve better. Mm -hmm. Maybe I deserve, sometimes I deserve better. Sometimes I'm happy and sometimes things are good and sometimes I deserve better. As opposed to saying it's like, well, this, 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 this. I would think to myself, 
when do I feel underappreciated? Right. Is it a thing that he isn't doing? Right. Or is it a thing that he is doing? Right. And is that thing that makes me feel less valuable than I feel like I am something that I'm in control of? Is that something that he's in control of? Mm -hmm. And as opposed to trying to figure out at a, at a, a macro scale to a degree of just like, uh, do I deserve better as a whole or do I want him to handle situations that are important to me differently and try it in a micro sense. To me, it's like if there's a thing that I do or that you do that's important, that makes you happy or sad, I would want us to have a conversation about like how I approach that or vice versa and see if I can remember to do that. It's like how I am so conscious about when I drink from a recyclable water bottle and um, I know that I can't like crush it because it reminds Jeremy of just like, it, it, it triggers him. It, it does. It triggers him. It does. And so like, I'm, I'm just like so overly conscious of when I'm drinking water. <laughs> but the thing is, especially with guys in particular, mm -hmm. we, we love being right. We yeah. love it. We're obsessed with it. We're fucking obsessed with being right. Like all the time. I, I am it. and everybody else is like, the guys are fucking miserable about it. But my... Anyway. How lucky for us heterosexuals. <laughs> but ladies, I'm going to give you a trick right now. We're easy to fool. <laughs> and now I don't want you going fake and orgasms, but if you give us a task, right? A thing uh -huh. that make would make you feel better and you make us think that we are in control, like, like, would it be impossible if you did this, right? Or would it like, could you try and like snake this in? And every time he got that right, it's almost like you, you make sure he understands that like you noticed he won that, he did it right or whatever. Uh -huh. He will continue to do that. You will train this puppy in a new way. Oh, I'm just saying, you sound like you're talking about training a dog. But like, no, you're like, you're training him that like he can be right. He mm -hmm. can do what you want him to do. And like, he wants to make you happy, right? He mm -hmm. just doesn't want to feel like he's not doing it by you saying, hey, why don't you do this anymore? Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, I remember the other day how happy that this used to make me. Right. And then when he does it, make sure you notice and that he, he does it. And he thinks it's his idea. Exactly. He thinks it's his idea, yeah. Um, Ladies, go get those men. guys. So fucking sorry, I, <laughs> but I'm not. I um I have had my own experience with I think probably just going about asking for something in particular that I wanted in the relationship, and in turn, again, very healthy. It made my partner resent that specific thing and made them just never do it. Exactly, and made them just never do it, and yep. so it ended up being so counterproductive. So I think it, you know, it's just. Are you talking about something that I did her? No, <laughs> okay, no, 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 past relationships. Like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, it, don't make something that's important become a point of contention. Right. Make something that's important become a thing that they can achieve. Right. And don't move the goalposts. That's right. so important. Right. Don't move the goalposts. Um, I also think too. Um, like, do you deserve something? Because because we don't know. We, because we don't know like where the faults are that she's feeling. Is it that you deserve something better or is that you just want something different? Right. And I think that's another question to well, ask yourself. Because if the guy is jumping through the hoops that you want him to jump through and he mm -hmm. thinks it's his idea and he's doing it and he's doing the thing that you asked him to do. And you're still unhappy. That's a, a big indicator. Yeah. Yo, bitch, move on. Hey friend, consider um, <laughs> re-downloading Tinder. <laughs> I, we're, I feel like Hinge is better. Than, skip, skip Tinder, go straight to Hinge. Well, we'll not sponsor. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> Ooh, okay. This is regarding engagement, your specialty, oh. babe. Well, um, I went 0 for 1, so I don't know if it's my specialty. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's a 0% success rate, so. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I've been with my boyfriend for over six years. We started dating when I was 18, so mm -hmm. we pretty much grew into adolescence together. 
So they're 24 now. We have a son together, a house together, and multiple cars. So pretty much our whole life is combined already. We aren't married, and of course, I would love to be, and it's something I've always wanted, which he knows. He keeps saying he wants to marry me, yet we hear... Yet here we are almost seven years later, still not even engaged. I have a fear to bring it up because I'm scared he'll be planning a proposal and I'll ruin it by asking. How do you think I should go about it? Is waiting too long a thing? Oh, no. (laughs) Immediate stress. Immediate stress. Oh, fuck. Mr. Professional Engagement Man. What like I said, I'm say? 0 for 1. What do you mean professional? Well, you um, have more experience than I do. So, obviously, this person is exhibiting all of the things. Well, he's literally a dad with him, like with her. like Yeah, a partner they and got a dad. Kids. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, fuck. I saw this TikTok um, a few months ago, <laughs> and it was this girl who had this uh, daily number counter, and the uh, title on it was um, Days Without days without engagement ring and it was at like 796 days and every day she would add another number to it and it was um near his gaming computer which you know it maybe is a sign that you've got a few more days to go (laughs) no i'm just kidding gamers you you guys can get engaged and married that 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 was that was mean i'm so sorry i take it back um but she had a little megan play is gonna come after us now yeah i know fuck i know she's married i know i know um, but anyway, so there was like this daily, but she's the gamer, but she's the gamer. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, she had this daily, uh, no engagement ring counter that she would update every single day. And I, I just feel as if the energy that that thing, Remember probably that thing we were talking off, about how we made something that was important, uh, more of like, uh, well, I'm not gonna fucking do that now. Yeah. That that's how the TikTok felt. That is how I, I, I wasn't even in the room and I could read the energy of that TikTok, and it was not going in the engagement's favor. Yeah, no, 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 no. That that guy's gonna stay right, right where he is. Right. So what should she do? Um, that's tough uh, because communication is so important on that side. Uh-huh. Realistically, I think she needs to figure out how to. Fuck. I got. I literally. I don't <laughs> even. Because there's so much here, and they have so much history. Right. But they are 24. Right. Also, congrats on having a kid in a house and all these things by and 24. Cars, multiple cars. Yeah. So there's a lot of 44 year olds out there that have not figured yeah, that shit out. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a communication piece, and you've got to meet him in that that zone that he's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I guess I would worry less about you ruining a surprise because at the end of the day, it's not to say the surprise isn't important, but like you don't want a surprise. You want to be married and right. you're not going to ruin the surprise anyway. But l- even if that, like your worry is there, you want to get married. Right. So I think the conversation around like what's best for you and what you want and what you want for your kid in the communication style you think he's most comfortable with is probably your best bet but I don't even want to say anything more than that because it's so, <laughs> that's so loaded. That's uh, it's tricky. That's tricky. Yeah. I mean, I think the other, the other like stress point there is like, obviously we don't know what their financial situation is. So it's like, if you are, you know, supporting a family as well, that's, I'm sure your finances are tied up in multiple places. So it's like, does he have an engagement ring fund? Like maybe that is just like not a priority. Yeah, but she says she wants to be married. Right. But, like, but, but still, like, weddings obviously still cost a little bit of money. Yeah, but, like, if she's more, 
excited about just being married, then they might just elope. Yeah, but maybe maybe she wants like the surprise engagement and stuff too. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, we don't said, know. And she's like, I want to be married. She wants, yeah. okay, got it. She might just want the full package. Could you write back with a little more context? Yeah, we need more context. We need more context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like their finances are already going in so many different directions that maybe he's like, well, my priority is putting food on the table for my right. family and paying the bills. Right, and guys get into that mindset very easily. For sure, it's like, because they want to be able to provide. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to play devil's advocate because like, yes, girl, I want you to get married, have your dream wedding. But um, wow, that was very realistic of you, Lauren. What? This whole like this provider movement. This doesn't apply to. to you. I just want you to know that. No, no, no. You're providing for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> um, so please write back to the Wild to the Nine hotline and give us more context. Yep. Um, and just remind us of the, the, like, make sure we know that it's you mm-hmm. and uh, we'll, we'll follow up. We'll circle back. We'll circle back on this. Wow. Are there, did any guys submit any questions? The head one. Oh, that fucking head. That's the one guy question you picked. How do I get some head? Yeah. Yeah, I did. No wonder we have two guy listeners. Yeah. This is, I feel like a common thing that couples go through um, at some point in their relationship. What happens if you and your partner aren't that intimate anymore and your sex drive is just gone, gone in capital letters, but I don't want to see my doctor about it. Okay. Well, first off, bitch, go to the doctor, go to the doctor. Genuinely. I, um, I just found out that I've been on the wrong medication for my anxiety. She said the one thing she didn't want to do. And you're like, fuck bitch, go do that. No, because you just like you, it's, it's something that no one likes doing because personally I'm scared of the doctor because when I go to the doctor, I feel like they're going to tell me I'm dying in some fashion. I'm dying. So like, I just want to avoid that because I don't want to know that I'm dying. And like, obviously, yes, as a human being aging, I am getting closer to dying. I understand that. But it just like, it, it's stressful and it causes anxiety for a lot of people. So like I get her mindset and girl, I'm gonna be your friend right now and tell you that you need to go to the doctor, especially if you're on a few different medications for, you know, whatever it might be. Um, there's so many medications that like fuck with your sex drive. Literally, I feel like it's a side effect of every medication. It's a possible side effect that is so common. So it might be something as easy as side, switching side money on medications. Side include lack of sex drive and death. Lex, la, yeah, libido, libido changes and death. And yeah. lucky for you, you only got libido changes on the bright side. <laughs> no, but I think I think first thing is uh, go talk to your doctor because there might be a medication that you have other options for that might be affecting your sex drive. Did your question say they, not just her? Um, no, she said your sex drive is just gone. I don't, wanna, I don't want to see my doctor about it. Ugh, yeah. That's tough. Yeah. But also, I mean, even if she's not on any medications, I was like, I feel like your sex drive is also a reflection of like your stress levels and your general happiness oh. and how busy you are. Like literally it is, there's so many factors that weigh into it. And also is your sex drive just gone towards your partner? Mm-hmm. Are you getting turned on by other things? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, it maybe you've just lost a little bit of energy in the relationship that needs to be spurred up in specific ways. Right. Honestly, like as non-romantic as this sounds, maybe you guys have to just try and make an effort to not schedule, but just be mindful that you have a goal of having sex once a week, once every other week. I think the goal is goal makes it seem like it's something you have to do. Whereas mm-hmm. scheduling sex to a degree is not necessarily about your scheduling sex. It's like what's leading up to sex. Please elaborate. Well, to me, it's like, if we're, even if you have like a, a date night in, mm-hmm. right? Like I would do certain, like I'm not going to eat fucking three XL pizzas, <laughs> like drink my ass and off. And sodas. Right, you know what I mean? If I think I'm going to like, 
put it down that night. You know what I'm saying? Uh, put it down. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like what you're doing, like for us, like we, I feel like we order certain things, like we'll watch a movie or go to like do the hot tub. Yeah, or like, there's, right. There's certain things that I feel like warm you up to having potentially better sex as opposed right. to like some random shit. It's not to say that you couldn't just like get horny out in public and hit it in the bathroom. You could, but that's probably not going to be what's happening if your sex drive's kind of on the down low anyway. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's more just like scheduling the pre-activity that could lead to sex. Exactly. Yes. There it is. There it is. And then even if it doesn't lead to being intimate, maybe you guys still had a great night and you still feel fulfilled. I feel like, you she know. She said she wants to get some dick. I mean, I mean, yeah, get your, get your dick girl. Get that dick. So go to the doctor and get your dick. That was their no, advice. No, don't get the dick. Go to step one. Go to the doctor and see if oh. you. I, again, we're missing a little bit of context. Like I don't know. I don't know her medical history of like uh-huh. what kind of medication she might be on that could be affecting her libido. Because genuinely, like. Hey, next time you guys control, submit questions, make sure and give a full yeah, give us medical the full diagnostic. <laughs> no, but like even if she's on birth control, which like you know a vast majority of females are. It's like, that's one of the first things to go on a side effect of birth control is freaking libido. And like, I, one of my exes had, was on birth control one time and like, mm-hmm. was like switching between it. And like, we did not have sex for what felt like years. So like three days? <laughs> no, it was a long fucking time. <laughs> and like it, like, it wasn't even cause like, it was to the point where I could even tell, it was like, just don't touch me. And like, yeah. when she got off that and went on to another one, uh, Things are back day. to normal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's just so crazy how it affects you like that. And sometimes you don't even notice. You just like gradually are like, oh, we haven't had sex in two weeks. Like, oh right. shit. Um, go to your doctor. I know it's scary. I know that it's, it's anxiety causing invoking, but um, please just go. I know it's pretty vague, but how do you know if someone is the right person for you? Do you know right away or does it take time? When you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you know the right person? Uh, you know, I don't think there's like a, a magic switch at all. What do you mean? To to me, like the right person, mm-hmm. as we both have said, I, I think there's many right persons out there. Yeah. Let's just hope you come into contact with one at the right point in time and mm-hmm. they're not currently having sex with another person. Right. Um, to me, it's like. <laughs> oh yeah? Yeah, is that what it's like? <laughs> you go then. <laughs> I mean, I think, I don't know. I just think that like, uh, Jeremy and I both don't believe in a single one soulmate. Um, and I think- Besides each other. Except, right, yes. <laughs> but no, like we, we we both are on the same page there. I think there yeah. are many people that you will come in contact with that you are compatible with. I think it's highly dependent on what stage of your life you're in, like what your environment is like. Like there's so many factors. Um, but I think if it feels right, it feels healthy and you feel in your gut that things are going well and there's no major red flags, then I would say pursue it. I don't think there's necessarily like any kind of, you know, magic fucking sprinkle of glitter that comes down from the sky when you meet like your person. But I do think that there are lots of ways to tell if things are going in a positive or positive or negative direction, you should just follow that and be smart about it. I mean, I think to a degree that I'm going to double down on the fact that there is no way for you to figure out quote unquote, if someone is the one or not. And the reason Mm -hmm. I say that is I, 
I, I did an exercise with a, a shrink once who was like, okay, now that you're single, write down all the things that are most important about a girl, right? And then write the ones that are like deal breakers. And he mm-hmm. like wanted me to like list a hundred things out and he could, I could be super granular. And he like told me like the 10 things that are deal breakers. And realistically, I think we both can agree that like, once you get into a relationship, you might realize that someone brings something to the table that you didn't even know that you thought was important. Totally. And to a degree, if you go into it and saying the right person will have these attributes right. and you are across the table from someone that you're falling in love with and you see yourselves with and they have all these things that are completely different, that's okay. Yeah. So I just don't think there's a thing that you can prepare right. that will give you those answers. So you're saying that I don't check all a hundred boxes from your shrinks list? Well, of course you do, but you're an anomaly. Huh. Huh. Ew, I hate you. <laughs> um. Wait, that's so interesting though that he made you write a hundred things. Did you get a hundred down? That's like a lot. I mean, he literally was like, and when you get to like 47 and you have no more, he's like, I don't care if you sit there and tell me like what kind of titties you like. He's like, I want you to go through and like get through a hundred things that the perfect girl would have. Hmm. So like has to like hot Cheetos. Uh, that wasn't exactly one of mine, but yeah, that could be one. You said granular. So I was like, okay, well, like, right. let's get granular. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so what were your 10 deal breakers? Um, I mean, I can't remember all 10 of them. I do remember the most, like the biggest one that- it seems so lame outside of it, but is so important is that I never wanted to be with someone long-term that I didn't love and respect their parents. Interesting. I feel the exact same way. Yep. I feel the exact same way. I think that the, uh, yeah, I agree. I think we don't realize just how close we are and resemble to our parents, even if we don't get along with them. And I feel like a lot of the habits and things that they like taught us and we grew up with and like the family traditions and everything stick more than we probably give them credit for. Oh my God, no. This is something that I have, I am, it, the apple does not fall far from the tree. Right. The child is the apple, the tree is the family and the environment that they grew up in. And there is direct correlation, direct and correlation. If the parents are giving you red flags because of the way that they interact with their child or you or whatever, like, Listen to those. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a deal breaker because uh-huh. some parents are crazy for sure. But that for me coming from that before, like I knew going into this next relationship, if I didn't have a, like a real actual connection and respect for the parents, it was, an, it was a, a no go. Yeah. 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 Which I think is fine because if something burned you in the past, I think like just you as an individual, it doesn't have to be a standard across the board for everyone, but for you to make that a benchmark for something that you think might lead to a more successful relationship is totally healthy. And great boobs. So did we fall a little short on that one or what? (laughs) Tick, check, nailed it. What's next, babe? Okay, so this question is more advice on if a relationship doesn't work out. Okay, Okay, so this is like the other end of the relationship. So quick backstory, hung out and talked to a guy for about six months. Around month five, he said that he wanted to be with me and wasn't seeing anyone else. Shortly after that, he was suddenly, quote unquote, scared to be in a relationship, brackets, classic excuse, LOL. Fucking hate boys. Uh, that, that was my comment, not hers. Um, found out a few weeks later that You're he, adding color to this? I'm adding color. Mm-hmm. Found out a few weeks later that he had a new girlfriend. Having a hard time not blaming this on me. Any advice on if something doesn't work out and basically getting rejected? Oh. <laughs> Men ain't shit. No, I'm just kidding. That's kind of harsh. Some men are shit, the, like the shit, but some men ain't shit. You this, know- This man ain't shit. Either um, and any and all sexes have their moments. 
for sure. But I think here's the harsh reality. And I think everyone needs to hear this at some point. And, you know, and maybe, maybe you don't even listen, but here's something that might help out a handful of people. If someone doesn't want to commit to you, they don't want to commit to you. And it's as simple as that. And it's, it's because genuinely you might just not be the right person. I, of all the times in my past where I've thought to myself, you know, I really should make a, a little bit more of a concerted effort to commit to this person. Mm-hmm. Every single one of those has failed. Right. So how does that go one. for you? <laughs> like, whether it's been a fr- like a like a friendship, or time, like yeah. at any point in time, I was like, ah, you know, I really should give this relationship a little bit more of my time. Yeah. It's for me. It, I've never successfully been able to make that turn. Yeah. I either like as a guy, and I'm just like a fucking primal instinct. Like <laughs> I either do something because I want to do it in my like personal life, or I just don't do it. Right. And I think that there's so many guys in particular that whatever the stigma is around commitment that has been built by social constructs, whatever it might be, I think that there are so many guys that their default is I don't want to commit. And I think they stay there until they meet a specific person that they're like, yes, 100, 100%, 180, do a complete 180. And they're like, I need to be with this person. And everything in between that is where there is a trail of hurt partners that think that they can be good enough or, you know, that's the mind that they have is that like, oh, well, if they like me enough that they'll do that 180 and they'll commit to me. Have you speaking from experience there or it felt a little, no. a little charged? Okay, got it. No, mm. no, that uh-huh. happened to me. But I think that's the harsh reality to it is that if someone wants to commit to you, they will commit to you. And I think I think at the end of the day, it's that just that if you're not the right person for them, they're not the right person for you. And so I, I totally understand how she's feeling about just like not feeling good enough and rejection is a shitty feeling that everyone experiences at some point. Right. But I mean, it's just, it, it, it wouldn't have worked out if this was the foundation that you're starting on it wouldn't have worked out and you would have gotten hurt in the long run to begin with. And also the way that he's saying like, oh, I'm afraid to commit. And then turns out he has another girlfriend. That's a him thing completely. Right. And and just like, and obviously this sounds harsh, but just like he didn't want to commit to her, but then he obviously met someone that he did want to commit to. Right. Well, and also guys that are really good at like immediately after they get out of a relationship and they're shitty or terrible or like, I have a phone dick right now. Can you see it? Jesus, Lauren, (laughs) uh, guys are, like classic case of like everyone knows like a friend who's like the boyfriend didn't do this for three years. And then of course like, Oh, so now he's got the, this, Oh, now right. he does the, this or whatever. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. It's it's you with the, uh, the opening of the doors. There it is exactly. full circle. And it's two degrees because like whatever that thing is, is no longer, there's like not a stigma around anymore. Yeah. So you're like, Oh, I can do that. That's easy. Yeah. Right. And it, and it just comes so naturally. Oh, we're <sighs> stupid. I'm annoyed on her behalf. I'm protective today you're of so our protective. listeners. Yeah. I'm so protective. I just want to fucking just, but yeah, I was really excited about Rolls listeners last week, which yeah. I still am, but you're just like oddly. Yeah, this, this week it's just. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question. My boyfriend and I just broke up. We've been dating about, we've been dating almost four years and we're both 28. We broke up because he couldn't put in the same effort he did when it was at the beginning. All the simple, small things he stopped doing and we both got busy with work, but I always made time and he couldn't. I started to get neglected and ignored. My question is, how do you prevent this from happening? How do people married for like 50 years keep going and I I can't even make it half a decade? I'm still broken over this mutual decision to break up because I think it's actually worse than if either of us got, because I think it's actually worse than if either of us cheated or hurt the other person. Help, also how do I get over this? 
I'm going to go out on a limb and hazard a guess to say that if you had been cheated on, you would have thought it's a little bit worse than this, but you know, that's just my opinion. No, but I totally get what she's saying because like when you have nothing to be super, super passionately angry about, <laughs> like you, you almost wish that that had happened. You know what I mean? It's like when you break up on like decently good terms, cause things just you fizzled out. You almost wish that had happened. Yeah. Um, almost wish. Yeah. I've no, I honestly, I've never been cheated on. So right. I, I, I can't speak from experience that it is better, but in my mind, my mind has definitely gone there before. Yeah. No, not better. Dumb. No, definitely not better. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, no, but I get it. Like she wants to have somebody to be mad at and she's, yeah. she's searching for that target. Yeah, I right, get that. Right. But like realistically, it didn't work out. Relationships don't all work out. Mm-hmm. Like, Yes, some people are married for 50 years, but 50% of people are divorced. Is that what the divorce rate is at? Yeah. It's a- you know what? No, I actually read a stat that it is lower because less people in our generation are, are getting, getting married. married. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got so it. in turn, the uh, the percentage is is lowering. But like relationships are hard. And like the little things that people mm-hmm. do in the beginning when the honeymoon phase, like we just talked about, like yeah. it, to me, it's, did you replace those little things with something that's bigger or more consistent? And like, although it's not like a, a butterfly moment, like- do you do your 100% to make up the 50% kind of thing? Right, 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 right. Because it can't be, someone can't be giving 100% when the other person's giving 80%. It has to be both sides giving 100% at all times or there's going to be an imbalance and someone's going to feel like they're not getting, you know. Appreciated. Right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, feeling neglected is is like one of the most gut-wrenching feelings in a relationship. Yep. But you have to communicate that you are missing something by giving them a thing that they can succeed with. You can't just be right. like, I, I don't know why he's not doing it anymore and don't say anything about it. Or why don't you do this for me anymore? It has to be something where the I like you present in a good form of communication a way for them to succeed. Right, 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 right. I, I mean, I do think it's hard though because I think like when things do get really busy, sometimes like you're stuck in your own head or if your mental totally. health declines. So I, I think that there are definitely times where things go 90, 100, 190, you know what I mean? 80, 100. But I mean, the intention for the majority of the relationship should be 100 and 100. Totally. But like, let's say your mental health does deteriorate or whatever. You go mm-hmm. through like a rough patch at work or in family and everything. Yeah. Like the, the point is not like that you have to be 100% on all sides. It's It's somebody on the other side saying, I don't know why I'm just sad today. Right. We say that all the time. Yeah. And like the other person's job, if they then go, oh, okay, we'll talk about it later. Okay, that's a red flag. Right. But they're probably going to say, sad. What's Why wrong? are you sad? Yeah. And maybe they try and fix it the wrong way for sure, but you'll know that they care by them investing their time and their right. emotions into trying to help you with it. Right. That's still 100% effort, even if right. like the, inten- the intention is there. Right. And that's the important piece. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's communication and I think it's also continuously putting in effort to make sure that your partner feels appreciated. Feels appreciated, but also the effort to make sure you, you're letting them know how you want to feel that equal yeah. per- participation. Yeah. Yeah, it's 100% on both sides. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. God, I'm gonna, I should have brought whiskey up for this conversation. Oh, okay, here we go. What do you do when everything in the relationship is going well and you are incredibly compatible with your partner, but for whatever reason, you can't shake the idea that they'd be better off without you or that you should break up? Oh, so this is the opposite of of a few questions ago. Yeah, this is the total opposite side. Woo, you wanna take a crack at that? I mean, um, here's the thing. I think if being in a relationship is a choice, you can make the choice to leave a relationship literally at any second of any day of 
any month. In practice, you're right if Jovic move on. And yeah, Jovic move on. Your constitutional right. Your constitutional mm-hmm. right of Jovic move on. Wild till nine constitution, of course. Yeah, wild till right. nine constitution of Jovic move on, rule mm-hmm. number one. Um, but if if someone is choosing to be in a relationship with you every single day, they wake up the next day and they're like, I love this person and I want to be with this person. You should believe them and you should trust them. And you, I, I just, I feel, I feel bad. I feel bad because like, I feel sad for this person because they obviously don't believe in themselves as a partner. And it sounds like there's more of an internal battle going on and less about the actual relationship. And it sounds like the issues are more on like a self-doubting personal level. I mean, it sounds like imposter syndrome for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but also I think to a degree when you're thinking he or she could be doing better than, than they are with me, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about like what that person could get. It's what about somebody else has an attribute that you think you don't have that you're missing that they need. Right, And right. so it really is, a, it's not even about other people. It's a hundred percent about that individual. Right. Oh, I know I feel sad for that person because it's like, you need to just believe in yourself and you know be confident in your relationship. Because I think that that attitude, although I totally understand, sometimes you just can't help feeling that way. I think that that could lead to destructive behavior in the relationship. And I think there's also an element of communication. Like if there is a reason why you feel like that, if you feel like they're unhappy, like maybe there's something on the partner side that's provoking that. Like obviously again, we don't have the full picture and the full context here, but if there's something that needs to be discussed because your partner is doing something that provokes that emotion, then that's a different story. Right. I mean, uh, personally, Lauren could definitely do better without me, but for whatever reason she doesn't, so I'm not going to fucking push her on it. <laughs> right. So you, Jeremy's her, just grateful and yeah. just and just wakes up every her day. problem, not mine, my game. <laughs> Fuck. You need to have the confidence that Jeremy has. Listen, for whatever reason, I'm still here. So we're in this together. We're in this together, yeah. not you. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I understood that I wasn't yeah. involved in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay, how do you and your man maintain a healthy relationship? Like for me, mine works every day in crazy hours and he doesn't text me on his days off or even talks to me. Okay, so they live apart. Right. It's making me feel like maybe I'm not good enough for him and I recently got Nexplan on, so it makes my emotions crazy. And I don't know what to do because I know he loves me, but I don't feel loved or even important to him. Okay, first off, I was on Nexplan on for a year and the Nexplan on fucking destroyed me. Destroyed me on every level. So if you feel like the side effects of your birth control are so severe that it's impacting like a massive part of your life, please go to the doctor and try something else. There are so many other options for birth control and I encourage you to seek alternatives because personally, next one on, fucking destroyed me. And I hated every single day of my life on next one on. And now I'm maneuvering and I love it. So, I mean, I think step one here- A lot of pharmaceutical thoughts in this this pod. Babe, you know what? It just doesn't make sense that the, the female side has to take has to be on the birth control. There are so many side effects. You, you, like if we could just stop the sperm situation from being in, in, to make babies or whatever the scientific term for that is. Well, no, that was it. That was you nailed it. Yeah, that was the that was mm-hmm. scientific term. I, it just stop it, make sperm baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. I it just I could go on forever about how angry I am about having females having to take the birth control. It should be the males. Here's the thing. I don't disagree. Don't disagree at all. But do you trust your man or boyfriend to even remember to, you know, brush their teeth every day or, or put on new socks or do very basic things that they could easily forget? Yes. Do you trust them? 
to brush your teeth in the morning? Do you trust your boyfriend to remember that one little thing that's going to be the difference between you having a kid or not? I just feel like there's got to be a better solution than women destroying You're men too their much bodies. You're giving men way too much credit. Anyway, I think this question has two separate questions in it. So uh, part one, next one on birth control. If you feel as if it's impacting your life so negatively um, and you think that it might be a cause to bigger problems, please go talk to your doctor. Um, getting off next one on for me was life changing. I, and I feel like now I need to add one more piece. It's not that I don't think that men should be responsible <laughs> for this. Yeah. I just... I know too many men who would fuck this up so quickly. Totally, totally, totally. But like, if we were in a, a trusting relationship as we are now, like, does it make more sense for you to be? Oh, it, yes. I am for sure better at remembering things like that. Like, no, if you no shot doubt. blanks, that would be great. I mean, if yeah, we could do that. We could do that. I, but and, I'm good at remembering pills. Yes, yes, right. So in this relationship, it works. For, maybe not for everyone. Okay, let's go back to the question. We're off topic now. So that was part one. Um, I knew next one I was gonna get you heated. Oh, fuck it. That thing just literally destroyed my life. Like destroyed my life. Um, okay, so I feel as if it's a common scenario where the in a heterosexual relationship, the female wants more communication than the male. Um, it's something that I've experienced and it is so insanely frustrating because you feel as if you're not a priority. So I understand where she's coming from. So if he works crazy hours and then on his days off still doesn't talk to her, like that's kind of a red flag to me, honestly. Like if he knows, like, okay. So if, if my boyfriend, if you worked crazy hours Monday through Friday, I would set my expectations that like, I'll hear from you when I hear from you because I know that you're busy. And then on your day off, like I would assume that I would be a priority because I took a back burner for the entire week for the sake of our relationship and the sake of like the communication. And I would expect more on the days off. And so I don't think she's wrong to expect that. Uh, I don't disagree with anything you just said. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's tough because, and this is, this is where I ended up. It's like, I, when you ask for more communication, the last fucking thing they do is give you less or more communication. Yeah. To, a, to me, uh, this is the biggest red flag we've heard all night. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, when a guy wants to hang out with you and talk to you, yeah. he will always want to hang out and talk to you. Yeah. Period. Always. And to me, the moment that you feel like he's drifting, it's probably very much a thing. Right. But So you think she should, yo bitch, move on? Um, Wild to nine constitutional right number one. Yeah, probably. Ooh, interesting. And just, and just from my personal experience, and like, you know more than anything, like when I want to talk to you, I'll talk to you. When I yeah. don't want to talk to you, I don't talk to you which has never happened yet. <laughs> the the literal rate that, um, I mean, you're you're still, we just live together though. So it's like, we're always, it's, we're in we're quarantine. So we're always fucking together. So it's like- Lauren just walks right in, doesn't look, if I'm on a meeting, doesn't it just walks in, like usually carrying some snack of some sort, spilling all over the floor, just like, hey, what are you doing? Moose in one arm, snack in right. the other. And I'm like- Babe, what are you doing? This is my girlfriend, Lauren. <laughs> Hi, uh, highly corporate company, uh, Hi, meeting of Lauren. 20 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I, I think, I think if you don't live together and he's not making an effort to communicate with you or communicate why he's not able to communicate with you, then I think that, the, yeah, yeah, you're right. That is a massive red flag. Yeah. It's huge. Yo bitch, move on. Yo bitch, move on. And I mean, again, we don't have the context, right. but like she says that like, I know he loves me, which is, I, I mean, probably true. And she knows that from so many other things, but if 
you don't live together and you're not talking while he's working and then you're not talking while he's not working, that doesn't sound very healthy. Well, the, my, the only hypothetical situation here that I could think that like maybe don't move on is that if his love language is not something that is anywhere near texting or whatever, right. if it is a touch or this or that, when you give him the opportunity to show him, when you give him the opportunity for him to show you how much he loves you, right. does he do that? Right, so if he's super busy and you guys only hang out on every other Saturday or something, and but, those every other Saturdays are really, really good and they're strong and you feel loved and appreciated and everything feels mutual. And the quality time right. is there, right? right. Or Fiscal the gifts touch. or yep. whatever that is yep. there, it, it, it nails it kind of thing. Yeah. But he doesn't see the value in the other stuff, then okay, fine. If not, yo bitch, move on. But also I think that if, if her, if her love language is also needing some kind of communication, like I don't think it's a lot for her to ask for like mild communication on his days off. You know what I mean? It's like, he's got- but Just the way that you said that for like, I already know that this dude's gonna be like, huh? <laughs> no, but- I don't think it's too much to ask like, for- um... It just sounds like, like the way that we're saying that like, okay, it's fine if you don't move on, if you just totally accommodate your love language to his 100%, like that's not fucking fair. He needs to, he needs to go his 50% his halfway as well. Yep. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> oh shit. As you can all tell, maybe opposites do attract in some capacity. <laughs> but who wants a girlfriend and a boyfriend that just agree with everything they say? That sounds boring. Yeah. Sounds pretty fucking great. Did you say something? <laughs> Is that our producer? Okay, I've been talking to this guy who I met on Hinge for two weeks now. I moved across the country to the university I'm attending, so I don't know many people, but my friend from math went to his high school and said he's trustworthy. We just planned on meeting up on Wednesday, but since we've made plans, he's been acting different, i.e. sending shirtless mirror selfies after the shower, telling me the futon in his dorm is comfy. He's for sure fucking lying. Futons are not comfy. That's your first red flag there. Uh, he seemed very nice and respectful before, but now is hinting he wants to hook up after dinner back at his dorm. Brackets, something I'm not into. Should I continue talking to him? Cancel the date entirely? <laughs> Sir college frat boy, Jeremy Fuckboy, uh, how would you like to weigh in on this one? First off, th <laughs> thank you for your question. <laughs> uh, Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, buckle up. <laughs> no, um, well, first off, what do you want? No, she doesn't want to hook up with him. She said that. Uh, any other questions? Yo, bitch, move on. <laughs> I mean, I, Yo, I, yeah. If, I, I mean, this dude is classic case, yeah. classic case. He is conditioning, mm -hmm. right? And you gotta understand that like, just like I said to the guys before, like you're not special guys. Like if she's sending you stuff that you feel like, why am I getting this? I feel mm -hmm. like I, we are, we're not that close. That shit's going to a lot of other people too. Right. I assure you, you're not the first person. He's like, let's try shirtless pics this time. <laughs> let's try saying how, like he thinks that he is putting his swag on, that he's a <sighs> he's a confident guy and this <sighs> and that. Ma'am, you deserve better. I want to punch him. Move on. Yeah. And here's the problem is that college, everyone's going into it with a different expectation of what they want their experience to be. And so he probably went to college for freshman year being like, yo, I'm about to fuck bitches. You know what I mean? And like, that's his mindset. And he's like, yo, I'm gonna drop my comfy futon line on everyone and see how it goes. But, and, and it, it might just be that, right? Yeah. 
that being said, he might be thinking that because in high school he didn't have friends and he felt like he was a loser and he doesn't want to be the person that he was and he's trying to get away from that. Or he could have been a fuck god in high school. We don't know. Or he could have, <laughs> could have been a fuck god. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but the, the point is, I think when he's doing these things that you are questioning why he's doing his intentions or whatever, you're probably right. But if you are interested in like playing this out and seeing how it goes, I would quite literally ask him why it is that he asked that question. And when he says, my futon's really comfortable, I would literally just say, your futon's comfortable? Question mark. Since a shirtless pick, I would literally just let that sit there. And his response to follow up to any of those things when he feels like you're not getting his message yeah. will be his real message. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Labeling a uh, mirror. You know what though, I just, I just feel like a freshman college boy who's saying that his futon is comfy is gonna hit her with a, like an unsolicited dick pic next. Right, but I'm saying is if he sent the, my futon is comfy, I, first yeah. off I'd say go fuck yourself, you stupid. No, that, no futon has ever been comfy, one. Yeah, but one. two, I, if you literally <laughs> said, if you said that to me and I said, your futon is comfy, question mark, you would explain yourself more. Yeah, you and, would. And if you go down the path of like, yeah, like if we were gonna be like, why are we talking about what we're gonna sit on? And he's either gonna go, yeah, I was douchey for that. Or, well, I was thinking because that's where we're gonna do, like, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. He's going to elaborate right. and show his true colors. And it's gonna go one way or the other. Right. Yeah. Once yeah, again, yeah. ladies, let him think he's in control. But Whole he's time, not. You're he's in not. control. Yeah, you're in control. Sorry guys. Yeah. <laughs> Just exposing all of the men out there. I love it. I love it. Using Powered some salesman, ladies. Using some salesman tactics for good. Yeah, wow, seriously. I should write a book, sales for good. Sales for good. Sales for, sales for good dick. Um, Yo, I need like a, a hot bath and a, a whiskey to just like, I feel like I'm taking all the stress from these people yeah. and I'm like putting it into my body and I'm like, oh God. I feel a little angry to be honest. Like my most prominent dominant emotion right now is angry and- That was like, prominent dominant. Prominent dominant emotion. My stripper name. Prominent <laughs> dominant. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, babe. <laughs> Fucking shit. Prominent dominant. Um, <laughs> fucking shit. That threw me off what I was going to say. <laughs> I can't remember now. Um, no, my emotion is that I'm, I'm feeling protective and a little angry, to be honest. Make sure and text us. <laughs> text us. Let us know in the comments, uh, who you'd like to see us guest on their podcast or have on our podcast as guests. What podcast has this been? Ooh, uh, um, you know what? I've been really busy. I've been only listening to uh, the girls' bathroom, to be honest. Okay, have we already done that one? Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, this has been. This is you. Ooh, snacks! This has been the snacks podcast. We already did snacks. It has been a long time. It's been snacks. I'm Jack. I'm Nick. Bye. <laughs>